Hello and welcome to the Security Token Show, everyone. I'm your host, Herwig Konings. Today, I will be solo running it as Kyle is out traveling, but I am excited to get you all the latest news over here in the United States. Last week was Thanksgiving, and that definitely did not create a break in the news. We've got an action-packed episode of information for you today. So with that, let's dive right into the Token Debrief. And joining me today, we have Jason Barraza, our very own COO at Security Token Market. How are you, Jason? Doing great. Excited to cover the news once again. Let's jump right in, Herwig. What do you have going? Let's do it. We're going to head on over to Japan, where we got big news, uh, specifically the Osaka Digital Exchange uh, will begin trading security tokens, specifically ones issued by real estate firm Ichigo. Uh, and Kennedix uh, starting on December 25th. So nice little Christmas uh, bonus here uh, where we get another firm. And I believe this is one of the first, if not the first uh, to begin trading. Uh, so, you know, we've seen a lot of action going on in Japan. Uh, this is the first time that I think we see news where we're actually going to be able to start seeing some of these securities go from their primary offerings to their secondary market listings, this time with Osaka Digital Exchange. Very cool stuff. But we also saw Japan's Okasan Securities uh, say that they plan to issue about a $13 million bond later in December as well. So this will be a digital bond on Progmat, which Progmat is a tokenization platform by MUFG. That's the fifth largest bank in the world, folks. Uh, Pragmat has been getting very busy uh, and looks like this will be yet another uh, bond uh, issued by Pragmat, also underwritten by Misuho Securities. So all very legitimate transactions. It looks like the markets are kicking up over in Japan. What do you think, Jason? Love it, love it. Great to see always the uh, secondary markets getting activated worldwide. Great news for Japan. Now, Kinetics really stands out to me personally just because we covered them in, on the West Urban Newsletter back in May. And back then, they were not offering their first or second or even third, but their fifth security token offering with the goal to get up to 10 by end of year. We'll see if they hit that goal. But to enable the secondary markets for them now uh, on Osaka Digital Exchange is really exciting for all of these offerings. So really good stuff for them. Same with Ichigo and their $20 million uh, you know, offering here that they have going on. And for Okasan Securities, you know, really, really great to see a one-year bond, you know, 1 million yen, it's about 6,700 uh, here in USD. So, you know, this is exciting, man. Yeah, maybe we'll get an update on that later in December. Yeah, but shifting gears just a few feet over uh, in China, we have uh, China AMC from Hong Kong has signed, a, has signed a memorandum of understanding or an MOU with hash blockchain limited or hash key as known over there in Hamsa Tech in Hong Kong uh, to basically develop and promote Web3 in the asset management in industry for that region. So, you know, they all play, play a different uh, part and role in this partnership, if you will. You know, China AMC is an asset manager. They're really trying to, you know, combine virtual assets, as they call them, with TradFi. Hash key is more of a uh, licensed virtual assets exchange, right? So they're providing that secondary market uh, piece to the puzzle here, and they're able to provide omnibus trading services, tokenization services, OTC bulk trading, etc. And then uh, Hamsa, uh, which has some experience in virtual asset space, as noted in the State of Security Tokens uh, Q1 report that Peter Gaffney put out, uh, you know, a few quarters back, 
you know, they had already tokenized $3 billion of private credit and receivables. So, you know, no small feat there with uh, Hamsa and the, the rest of the gang here. Any thoughts here, Herwick? This is, I mean, this is a great partnership across the board. You got all the elements coming together. And China AMC, they are a, a quarter of a trillion dollar asset manager. So they're no small shop either. Uh, picking some great partners to bring together the Hong Kong tokenization ecosystem. So I, I absolutely love to see that. All the world's biggest asset managers are getting behind tokenization. We're going to talk even more about that later. Uh, and we also saw, uh, Jason, that Victory Securities, which is yet another uh, firm in Hong Kong, they receive their, their digital asset service provider licenses for, for virtual assets, as, as you said, that they call it over there. So again, we're, we're seeing some ecosystem activity happening in Hong Kong. All signs point to an exciting 2024 for both Japan uh, and Hong Kong, it looks like. And moving on over to the United States, we have some, some big news, uh, specifically from Figure, which is one of the leading uh, platforms in the space. They're actually more well-known for being a HELOC lender. That's home equity line of credit. Uh, they are the largest non-bank HELOC lender uh, in the United States and the world, probably. That's a big deal, folks, because tr traditionally, this is all done mostly by banks. Uh, and they're using their own technology, the Providence blockchain, to power those loans. So they take advantage of these efficiencies, transparency, and many other benefits that the Figure team loves to highlight. But what this is all about is the fact that Figure is actually going to take their lending business, their, their HELOC business, if you will, and I'm sure they're expanding into other types. Uh, and they're planning to IPO that, which I think is a pretty big deal. Uh, we don't see a lot of uh, companies, specifically in the tokenization space, obviously be public. Very difficult to kind of get exposure to something like that. And now you're going to get exposure to a you know, state-of-the-art lending business, uh, publicly trading, using blockchain. I think that's a big move for the industry. And they're working with their old friends, uh, Goldman, JP Morgan, Jeffries, who, who helped underwrite their, their loan for actually you know, delivering the, the HELOCs to people. So they're, they're clearly buying into the vision of what Figure is doing, and we'll see how successful that IPO is. I, I believe they're targeting Q1 or so. Uh, so that's I think that's amazing news. Any thoughts on this, Jason? Yeah, great to see it, uh, you know, seeping into the public markets, you know, tokenization of public markets here. Um, you know, and this is just Figure lending, right? It's not, not, not all the figures. So it's important to note that they're separately also looking to raise $50 million for the digital assets arm. Um, you know, as part of figure, but, you know, keeping on with figure lending, I mean, they just released their uh, essentially infrastructure play, right? They're doing lending as a service. The idea is that they're not necessarily trying to be the marketplace, but they are trying to show those cost savings and whatnot through their own issuances. So great to see lending as a service that just launched uh, about a month back, maybe a little less. And now this exciting news with the IPO, I think they're looking for what, two, $3 billion valuation. So happy number. Hefty number. But moving on also to Euroclear and Capgemini. They're collaborating to successfully launch a digital financial market infrastructure, or they're uh, you know, coining it DFMI, right? And the idea is to enable issuance, distribution, settlement for securities, all on distributed ledger technology. Um, you know, the chief digital officer at Euroclear specifically said, you know, our DFMI strategy stands as one of the key pillars of our group strategy, which starts from purpose to bring safety, efficiency, and connections to the financial markets and sustainable growth. So great to see this. Capgemini obviously has helped 
others, you know, try to bring this you know, technology together. And great to see Euroclear uh, diving into this as well. Euroclear is huge, folks. Also based out of Belgium, where I'm originally from. But oh. Euroclear, just so, so people don't know, in 2021, they they settled about 992 trillion in securities transactions. Wow. They are one of Europe's biggest, the world's biggest. Uh, and the fact that they're moving forward with their their DFMI, Capgemini, big win for them as the the integrating solution uh, that they're going to use. And they also hinted at the DSI, uh, which will be their secondary market solution. Uh, so they have a full vision here that the Euroclear uh, sees for the, the life cycle of, of tokenization that they're implementing. And of course, that starts with the primary issuances. So it's great to see DFMI coming to market. And we also have a big announcement from First Avenue. Uh, so First Avenue is specifically making a strategic investment in frictionless markets. That's the UK into Luxembourg. That's where frictionless markets is based. And uh, First Avenue in London. Uh, and this is a, a natural, uh, beautiful bridge, another classic partnership. Uh, First Avenue has raised over $30 billion as a placement agent into what I think is most, mostly private markets, but it could be public markets as well. I might be wrong on that. Uh, mostly acting as a placement agent for institutions. So the big takeaway here is that First Avenue is you know, really partnering up with frictionless markets by putting their money where their mouth is. Uh, and investing in them in order to eventually also presumably help their clients take advantage of the new digital infrastructure, leveraging uh, what, what Frictionless Markets has been building a long time here, being licensed uh, out of Luxembourg, Mifid 2 compliant uh, for fund tokenization. We're, we're about to touch on that. So presumably Frictionless Markets will be a venue that First Avenue helps brings hopefully tokenized asset management products too, or uh, helps, you know, sell to their clients. So very, very interesting news. Did you have any, anything you want to add here, Jason? I just see more fuel to the fire on the distribution side. It's always been a, a problem well in the tokenization space as it's still a nascent industry. So great to see someone that has experience in, on that side of the, of the puzzle to bring it over onto the tokenization. Uh, rails and, and partner here with frictionless markets. So fantastic news there. Congratulations, Pat Hurrigan and team. Uh, but moving over to the UK, we also have the Investment Association releasing a blueprint for fund organization, right? They're token funds, uh, working with the UK Treasury and the FCA to outline exactly how this can be done uh, in today's world. You know, there's a three-phase plan, really the first one focusing around the infrastructure that's needed, uh, more focus on that front-end stuff. Uh, front-end service providers doing the heavier lift there. Um, and then stages two and three will then focus on a little bit more on the digitization side and a little bit more of back, uh, back office, so some of those service providing uh, on that end. So great to see that over there. Any uh, thoughts there on Herwig on the, the UK? And this is the biggest news of the week. Uh, you know, the, there are, this investment association is essentially the trade group uh, in the UK with $11 trillion in, in assets under management represented uh, between the, the, the different firms. Uh, so this is obviously major news. They essentially have been working with the, the FCA, with the, the UK Treasury, with everybody that matters in order to essentially green light, uh, as they're saying, fund tokenization. So, you know, with phase one, they've clearly outlined that it's even possible today and naturally, they want to take advantage of the full benefits with phases two and, and beyond. Uh, Calistone has been a major part 
uh, in making this happen. I like the way that they kind of, you know, clarify it. And this is the same trend in news that we talked about just last week with Apollo um, and JP Morgan, right? They say it as that their ultimate aim is to have three registers uh, for investment funds. They have the client register. Uh, so naturally this is, you know, who owns the product. They have the unit register and they have the asset register and they want all of this to be accessible on chain to be able to take advantage of all of the different features from rebalancing to, to automation and, and governance and everything they outline in, in the paper that I haven't even had a chance to, to fully work through. So highly recommend everybody to go check out that investment association uh, paper that they distributed uh, to really dive in again to the benefits of, of tokenization. Uh, the, the reality is, is most every major asset manager, Jason, is is now basically all saying the same thing all in the, the span of like the last 60 days, <laughs> which is this is absolutely the future. It's what we've been saying for, for four plus years now, which is, you know, the fact that you can put everything on chain makes it easier to manage. Data is easier to represent. It's easier to access new investments. It's easier to manage those portfolios or rebalance them. Uh, so you know, you don't have to take our word for it anymore. You can take JPMs, you can take this investment association, Calistones, uh, as well as even as we saw earlier with China AMC, uh, the world's largest asset managers are all getting behind tokenization. Uh, and I think if, if they're not paying attention, they're probably going to get left behind. What do you think, Jason? hundred uh, percent. I think there's still some stuff to work out, right? I mean, and this is why this is so important, right? They're outlining a blueprint here. Specifically around maybe uh, tackling the issue of using a central uh, secu central securities depository, a CSD, right, to list these funds uh, as ETFs, right. So that's something that will be explored. You know whether or not you need that CSD, or if you can rely solely on blockchain, and that will be explored in the UK's digital security sandbox. So also also good to look forward to some of those results as well. But this great step forward. Yeah, over 19 interested participants in that digital security sandbox, all major players. A uh, lot of good stuff coming out of the UK. Continues to show why they are very forward thinking, progressive, and really trying to address this. Even the JPM Apollo News, as we know, was done through the MAS over in Singapore. Uh, because, you know, the, the likelihood is, especially in the United States, but even uh, acknowledged in the UK and around the world, there still needs to be regulatory updates and changes in order to fully take advantage of the vision that everybody is starting to share when it comes to on-chain asset management. And with that, that is our token debrief. We have a, another big announcement for our interview coming up. Avalanche has been selected by the Republic Note. We both have representatives from Avalanche and Republic standing by. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to our favorite security token show segment now doing interviews. Uh, absolutely honored to have both Jeff Veer, who's the Senior Director of Tokenization at Republic, as well as Morgan Kropetsky, who's the Head of Institutional at Ava Labs. Uh, both here on the show together about a huge announcement we just covered uh, on the show regarding the Republic Note and selecting Avalanche as a, a blockchain, the underpinning technology to power it. Uh, this may be a whole lot of you know, nonsense for anyone who's never heard 
of the Republic note. We've obviously been tracking it for a long time, but please, Jeff, maybe just give us, for those of who uh, are new to the, to the scene, give us a take on what the Republic note is uh, before we dive in. Yeah, uh, thanks. And uh, thanks for having me, Herwig. Always love joining and being part of the uh, STG family. Um, so a little background on the Republic note um, and Republic. So Republic was born out of the Jobs Act in 2016, which was regulated crowdfunding, um, which is a way for uh, private businesses to sell you know, stock in their business to accredited and non-accredited investors. The Republic note is effectively an index of all of the investments that Republic has, has taken part in over those years, you know, seven odd years, and as an index of all of the offerings that have been conducted on Republic.com and part of those CF offerings or crowdfunding offerings. How, how many offerings is that? Do, do you know you have a rough number? Oh man, um, <laughs> it's it's been thousands of offerings and uh, hundreds of uh, you know tens if not hundreds of investments from Republic uh, in our capital arm, um, and a little bit more about the Republic note and how it's constructed. But uh, we look at uh, this asset being digitized or tokenized as, as integral into its uh, being scalable. So the idea behind the Republic note is that. We wanted an asset that was functional for people to, A, self-custody if they were so willing to. Um, that's a big ethos of ours. Like, can someone actually custody their own um, uh, digital assets? There's onboarding to crypto, and then there's onboarding to private keys, and we actually wanted to accomplish both. It's a big mission of ours. Um, we also needed a an affordable way to deliver dividends uh, to token holders. So all of these assets actually... Um, will be uh, dividend bearing uh, and tokenization is really a way for us to do this affordably um, and in a way that is programmatically restricted, meaning it's, it's programmatically regulated, it's programmatically um, acting legally in the way that we're distributing dividends. And, and that's actually something that a lot of people get wrong um, when, they're, when they're talking about uh, tokenizing assets and, and doing things on blockchains. It actually makes it much easier for us to control. Republic is one of the, if not the biggest uh, crowdfunding platform out there. Uh, and you guys have been very, very forward thinking about blockchain for, for a long time now. And now you're, you're putting your money where your mouth is. And you clearly just uh, described some very strict parameters. You know, you take this very seriously about, you know, picking the, the right technology to be able to uh, be able to power all of this. So, you know, let's let's get into Morgan a little bit. Let's talk about Avalanche real quick. You know, I'm sure it wasn't uh, necessarily a quick and easy decision. Maybe let's turn to Morgan. Give us a quick introduction, uh, just in case for anyone who's not familiar with specifically Avalanche's focus on 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 chain finance. Sure, I'm happy to go into it. And again, Herwig, thanks so much for having us on. Um, and I'm happy to go into Avalanche and kind of the background and, and why we think it's. It's ideal from a tech perspective um, for tokenization on, on, and on-chain finance, although Jeff does a much better job and it means so much more coming from a partner in terms of kind of informing what, what led to that decision. But um, for those who might not necessarily be familiar, Avalanche is a layer one blockchain of blockchains. Um, it is EVM compatible. Um, it's smart contract enabled and... Um, really is powered by the third ever most novel consensus mechanism called Avalanche Consensus. 
Uh, and the so what of that is that it's extremely fast. Um, it enables sub-second transaction finality, which um, is important, but is particularly important for financial services use cases. Um, and when you're talking about kind of um, value intensive transactions, um, it just becomes that much more important. Um, and the second big kind of differentiator of Avalanche is really its customizability um, across a whole host of different parameters. And really the reason why a lot of our partners, whether they're financial institutions or gaming companies or governments or other types of enterprises, really the reason why a lot of those partners ultimately um, choose to build on Avalanche. Um, so, you know, happy to, happy to uh, have Jeff kind of add in as well, but I think for, for us, from our perspective, um, tokenization and on-chain finance is really something that we're focused on kind of driving forward, um, you know, in terms of really kind of upgrading legacy infrastructure and institutional workflows and ways of working and, and really using a combination of blockchain technology, tokenization and smart contracts to really kind of drive forward the future of finance in those, in those respects. And I think for us from an Avalab standpoint, why we really got excited about um, kind of partnering with Republic on this initiative in particular is I think, you know, it was mentioned earlier, Republic was really born out of this idea of, you know, we say it a lot, but really the, the democratization of finance um, as enabled by, by Reg CF. Um, and so a lot of the tokenization initiatives today really focus on, um, you know, the ability for accredited investors to have access to um, private market investments. Here, it's kind of even expanding it further beyond there and really using Reg CF to, um, to enable an even greater number of investors at much lower investment minimums. Great interview. We just heard from Avalanche and Republic on their news. Uh, great to hear that. And thanks, Herbert, for leading uh, that great interview. But moving on to our, mo our market movement side of the show, we're starting off in the Philippines, where they just sold $270 million in their first ever tokenized bonds. Really exciting to see this because it was oversubscribed more than three times. So there's really talks to the uh, the confidence that people have in the Philippine peso and, and the Philippine uh, you know, eco economy, if you will, and the Bureau of the Treasury originally planned to sell 175 million uh, in tokenized treasury bonds or TTBs as they're, uh, you know, coining them here. Uh, but the bids peaked over 31.426 billion Philippine pesos, making it oversubscribed by that three times that we just mentioned from the original minimum offer, 10 billion uh, pesos. So the, it ended up coming down to uh, being sold at 15 billion Philippine pesos. Those are due in November 2024 and carry a 6.5% coupon rate. Uh, and then the DLT registry will be running in parallel along with the National Registry of uh, Scribble Securities or NROSS. Uh, again, this speaks really towards the confidence that people have into this ecosystem. Moving over though to the Canton of Zurich, they are issuing a digital bond settled with wholesale CBDC uh, the Canton of Zurich uh, issued a hundred million franc or about $113 million digital bond via six digital exchange SDX. We keep seeing them come up time and time again in the headlines. Uh, this is an 11 year term with a coupon of 1.45% settled again in CBDC wholesale, um, which was issued by the Swiss National Bank. Something uh, important to note though, that there's two uh, that uh, pilot banks that were allowed to use the wholesale CBDC were Zerker Can uh, Cantonal Bank 
and UBS. Uh, meanwhile, Rafacine was, uh, you know, geared towards using normal Swiss francs. Regardless, though, great to see use case here. We just heard at Tokenize this why wholesale CBDC is coming up uh, from Jacobo Ochando Ortiz from Deloitte. You know, that's something that they're focusing on in Spain. And so great to see that Zurich is, you know, and, and the Swiss are already implementing this. Um, again, something that we keep on bringing up with SDX is their CSD, the fact that it's on chain, right? And the fact that you can untokenize some stuff uh, based on that integration. So the two CSDs are integrated, uh, but the bonds that we're talking about here are nat natively digital, right? These are only accessible natively. So the SDX CSD is the primary registry. Now, moving on to uh, Calistone, we did see a report come out saying that asset managers expend fund tokenization within one to three years. You know, this is very soon, right? Um, and so we have some notable stuff coming out of this report. We have, you know, well, how long is this? Like about 10 pages full of graphs, everyone talking about, you know, what they're expecting, really being one of the biggest motivators being cost savings. This is why they're a lot of the asset managers want this on chain. We already talked about you know, why JP Morgan is uh, announcing their, uh, you know, their work with asset management and wealth management portfolios, the ease of rebalancing, the ease of reconciling and whatnot. Um, and we've also seen a little bit more of a personal investment experience be some of those takeaways. Uh, and so this is just really, really exciting to see from the point of view of adoption, right, into these asset management spaces. So congratulations, Callison. We definitely have to do a deeper dive into this space. Uh, but yeah, that's fantastic. And so we're going to move on to the next segment of our show, which is a special announcement from TokenBridge uh, being led with Herbert Konings. Got a fantastic interview here with the team at TokenBridge. Darren, Stephen, welcome. Welcome to the Security Token Show. Thank you. Before we jump in, I know you guys put a lot of work and effort into your new announcement, launching TokenBridge with a beautiful video. So why don't we go ahead and roll the clip? It's easy to follow the crowd, to keep investing using the same familiar systems, to waste time and money in the twists and turns of old-fashioned technology, where efficient client relationships and transactions are compromised. It's time for a change of direction, a new path, changes the industry and the experience for investors. It's time to move forward into the investment future on a bridge to better. Token Bridge, advancing the investment world. Still makes me well up. Ooh, that's a fantastic, fantastic little intro to you guys. Uh, Darren, maybe you want to take it away? Yeah, sure. Hi, my name's Darren Pierce. Um, I'm the executive chairman of Token Bridge. Um, I've been working with Stephen for about 15 months now, and he started this venture a bit before that. Um, prior to that, I was at BNY Mellon running the asset servicing business across EMEA. I'm delighted to join you this afternoon. Fantastic. Welcome. Stephen, you want to give us a, a quick intro about yourself? Maybe jump right into Token Bridge itself? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Herwig. Um, thanks, Darren, as well. Good to meet you. Good to be on the show. Yeah, my background is as an independent technologist working in the City of London. So on lots and lots of project-based deliveries around wealth management platforms and so on. Um, and Darren and I, you know, we're talking over the past 18 months about fund tokenization. Um, 
Today, actually, we've been doing a lot of explaining about what that is, but some epic news in the past couple of weeks, JP Morgan and the Monetary Authority of Singapore and the UK government have all come out and done some of the heavy lifting for us and telling everybody what fund tokenization is and that it is a thing. So we're delighted to be launching actually just uh, three weeks ago before that wave of news hit. Um, and TokenBridge is an exciting software company that allows token owners and their advisors, that's consumers and their advisors to aggregate all those tokens together and get really personalized advice in a really cost-effective way. So it's a bit of a win-win situation because we think that, you know, as fund, mutual funds in particular become tokenized, they ultimately they become cheaper and that means more people can get more advice. And we think financial advice is, is absolutely fantastic for all kinds of people. So it's a very exciting time, I think. And I think we're gonna see this wave spread out over 2024. So it's good timing. Yeah, fund tokenization has, has absolutely taken center stage. Uh, huge news. We did just talk about it on the show right before we got to you guys about everything happening in the UK. Uh, now, you guys are more of the plumbing uh, behind actually making a lot of this work. So maybe tell us a little bit uh, about, you know, what specifically makes your technology different. There's a lot of new players coming into the space. Uh, definitely a lot of noise, if you will. Uh, I had the chance of actually even getting a demo from you guys and was, was absolutely blown away. But tell us, what, what makes you different? Yeah, sure. So we are a software company and we enable advisors and actually consumers where they go direct to aggregate their fund tokens on their phone. And they can connect in that white label app um, they can connect those fund tokens with some of their personal tokens, so about their values or their goals for investing. And ultimately, when, and these are some big long words here, but we use them as sort of superpowers like open architecture, we'll aggregate any token. Um, personalization will make it all about the consumer and their advisor. And distribution, which means that we're going to make it really easy for fund managers to reach out to consumers and their advisors. So. Think of it as an aggregator on your phone, and it gives consumers real power over what they can choose to invest in and how they want to invest. That's a big step forward, because to this point, it's been quite expensive and frictional for, for people to do that. And I like to think we work across the whole of the investment lifecycle, which again, really differentiates us. So we've got the expertise to help fund managers produce tokens and get their funds into the token market. We've got the technology to support the wealth managers and, and IRAs and connect those guys with those issuers of tokens. And then our software connects the IRA or the wealth manager with their underlying client on a completely chain of agnostic basis. The fund managers, they can choose any chain they want to, and we'll aggregate those on our platform. And we're connecting those RAs and wealth managers who, you know, are increasingly relevant in a highly digitized world, particularly from people like my son and, and so the next generation of investors who are very focused on a digital experience. You know, these kids are digital natives. They expect everything to be accessible via their phone. And the old world of applying for units in a mutual fund and finding out tomorrow how many you've got and it's not as many as you thought because you didn't have the cash. You know, that whole antiquated world of investment, you know, that's going to unravel very quickly as the market looks to support the next generation.
It's it's 2023, and and most people almost assume that this is already a given when when it is in fact not. So you're you're absolutely doing the necessary work to to make that happen. I, I find some very interesting here. You're not necessarily focused on targeting the the end consumer. You're actually looking to work with the initial the fund products themselves, the fund managers, and then get them into the hands of the wealth managers and the RIAs, and through your technology they are able to reach their customers, the end consumer, uh, using, using, of course, Token Bridge. Do I get that right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, you did. And I think, look, we've had some, you know, the, the history of, let's call them crypto assets as they used to be known. So security tokens, you know, ICOs, all of that stuff is now in, in the rear view mirror. And I think what regulated token issuers, and we only deal with regulated tokens and, and regulated advisors in, in, in Token Bridge only deals with that customer base. What they now have is a chance to get up close and personal, fund managers can get up close and personal to their consumers. And that brings with it a whole host of opportunities for fund managers to tailor and personalize their products and for consumers to really get what they want. You know, something that work, really works for me or for you, Herwig, or for Darren, it's distinct from each other and that can be customized into our aggregator. So that's quite a big step forward because up until this point, consumers were getting great advice and great products, but they were kind of generic and that was a question of costs and tech stacks. But now when this is brought down to the level of individual tokens and individual you know, consumers, it can be hyper-personalized, not to make that word do too much work because it's very common in the fund management industry. So that's very exciting. So I think that it's like the beginning of a real promise of the distributed ledger to give uh, you know, unique and individual outcomes. You know, if you go back, Herwig, if you go back seven, eight years, you know, the, the, the big trend in the wealth market was robo advice that you know, there would be this automated way of giving people good advice um, at a reasonable price point. And it massively underdelivered because the technology wasn't there. The required level of personalization, understanding of people's life situation, their risk tolerances, all of that. None of that could really be codified in a meaningful way at scale. This changes the game completely. I think of what we're doing as delivering on the original promise of robo advice, but at a far more personal level with a much higher level of automation and a much more aggressive price point. I've got goosebumps. I'm extremely excited. Congratulations on launching. To end our, our segment here, why don't you let our, our audience know what's the next milestone? What's that big next announcement you guys are looking towards? Well, we've got our first customer under wraps ready to be announced, and it's all about um, personalization. Um, we're launching in the US and the UK simultaneously uh, in, in early 2024 and actually physically getting some uh, white label products out there. So watch this space. We've got um, quite a good, uh, I think, schedule of, of announcements to come. So we're really, really excited. And we're, you know, the, the, the stars are aligning. And I think the industry is about to see 2024 as the year of tokenization. Absolutely brilliant. Hopefully we can have both of you back on the show as you you plan those announcements to talk about it. And with that, thank you so much for, for being here. Hey, You're thank welcome. you. And this week we can close out our show with our companies of the week. And I say our because normally Kyle is on the show, but this week it'll be just me giving my entry 
Uh, for Companies of the Week, for those of you who don't know, that's when uh, we pick a, a company every week that we talk about to pretty much highlight you know, what they did for the space, why we think they're moving the space forward. And it even puts them in running for Company of the Year, uh, which we will, of course, pick in January for 2020. This week, I got to give it to Calistone. Uh, Calistone has absolutely been integral to all of the news that we saw come out. Uh, and in fact, they've been helping advance the space forward for, for quite some time. For those of you who don't know, Calistone connects and automates basically the trading, the reporting, settlement, payment processes. They are plumbing when it comes to uh, specifically fund investing and settlement and everything else associated with that. So they're a huge, huge player a global player. In fact, they've been working with Schroeders as part of Project Guardian over in Singapore. And now we saw that they have been integral to helping with the investment associations report in the UK, helping you know provide the, the infrastructure uh, and the advice and participation for essentially fund tokenization in the UK, as we discussed earlier, as well as the fact that they did that report themselves. They went ahead uh, and surveyed all of their clients to really get a pulse on where do people see fund tokenization. And the results were overwhelmingly positive. Highly recommend you go check out that report that Kyle Stone put out individually as well. Uh, but for all of those reasons, I got to give it to Kyle Stone. You're my company of the week. And of course, that's our show. I hope to catch all of you again next Monday with more interviews, more latest and greatest of what's happening in this space, more market movements. And of course, if you have any feedback or suggestions, please let us know. We're all over social media uh, or leave a comment, share, uh, and of course, subscribe. And last but not least, make sure you check out stm.co. It's where you can get all your latest trading information when it comes to this market, all the latest news and research that we put out. And with that, happy tokenizing.